Okay, today's learning, uh, again, in addition to all the Matzah and Reis Yisrael's, Moshe Meir ben, Moshe Baruch ben Meir, and Moshe ben Aaron Levi. So, um, we're up to the beginning of uh, Bamatziah. I did look, I, I, I have a Sharon Mitzan Balach, I wanted to see if he has, the only thing he has as like an introduction to the Masechta is whether the Ga'oinim and the Rishonim counted, most Rishonim, whether the Rishonim counted Bamatziah, Babasar, Babakama as separate Masechtas, it's just one long Masechta. Some have different counts, the Ramam counted 61 Masechtas in Shas, some 63, some counted 60, but he did say something interesting. He brings down from a Sefer that the word Goin is Gematria 60. Because you could only be called a gun if you were Bucky in the 60 Masechna. Okay, that's interesting. All right. On that note, uh, the Mishnah says like this. Shnaimach and Metalis, two people come holding on to a talis. Okay. Zeoimer Animetzasiyah, this one says, I found it first. Zeoimer this one says, I found it first. Zeoimer Kulashali, Zeoimer Kulashali. So the Gemara, the whole first Ahmed is going to be analyzing, is Zeoimer Kulashali a separate Taina? Or is it, I found it and it's entirely mine? Or is it two separate cases? This one says Zemetzesia, Zemetzesia. This one says Zakulashali, Okay, the Gemara will analyze it. So because they both are claiming it's entirely theirs, each one has to swear that they have at least 50% theirs. And then they split it. Because they're both claiming it fully theirs. Then they the whole Catalyst is an area of dispute. Therefore, they both have to swear that they have at least 50%. And then they split it. Let's say Reuben and Shimon. Reuben says it's entirely mine. Shimon says it's 50% mine. So that means that 50% of the talis they agree is Reuben's. The whole area of dispute is the second half. So instead of swearing they both have half, right? The, when the entire talis is up to debate, so Reuben swears he has at least half, Shimon says he has, they split it. Over here, the entire talis is not, not up to debate. The first half everyone agrees is Reuben's. The area of debate is the second half. So Reuben swears he has three quarters, at least three quarters. Shimon swears he has a quarter. So Reuben takes three quarters, and Shimon gets a quarter. Because again, the area of debate, you split. So the first half of the talus is entirely Reuben's. Everyone agrees to that. Reuben says it's entirely his. Shimon says half is yours. Everyone agrees half the talus is Reuben's. The machlekes is, the argument is on the second half. So the second half, you split. So Reuben gets three quarters, Shimon gets a quarter. And the one who says that it's entirely his swears that he has at least three quarters. The one who says that it's half his swears that he has at least a quarter, because that's the area of dispute, half the talus. This one takes three quarters and this one takes a quarter. Two people are riding on an animal. Or one's riding and one's leading. Though those are both acts. Right? The whole point of the mission is that you're holding on to the talus. Right? If one's holding on to it, one just saw it, that's not the same. They both have to be typhus. So by an animal, being a typhus, an animal is either riding or leading. So two are riding or one's riding, one's leading. Same exact halacha. When they both agree that they acquired the talus, the talus at the exact same time, or they both have witnesses that it was acquired at the same time, there's no need for a shvua. There's only need for a shvua when there's a debate. And the Gemara is going to ask, isn't that a pr- fairly obvious point? Okay, so the Gemara in the first Amid is going to be dealing with the following concept. The Mishnah said, they both have a talus. The simple way to read it is that it's one case. I'm saying 
Animasasiya, you're saying Animasasiya. I'm saying Zakula Shali, Zakula Shali. What do you say both? They're both saying the same thing. It's mine. Just, you know, cut down the words. Make it into one statement. So the Gemara says, Why do you have to say those two statements? Listen, just have one case. And the Gemara understands at this point that it's two separate cases. Meaning, one case is Animasasiya, Animasasiya. One case is Zakula Shali, Zakula Shali. It's the exact same thing. So just make it one case. So the Gemara says, you know what? It is one case. Chada Ketani. Really, it is one case. What's the what's so? What's the one case? I say I found it vikulashali, and you say you found it vikulashalcha. That's it. Now the Gemara is going to reject this because you don't need the, the words vizeoimer. Vizeoimer is now extra because again, right now you're saying it's one case. We both find the talis. We both show up holding a talis. I say animitzasiyah vikulashali. You say animitzasiyah vikulashali. And the halach is yachleiku. The problem is now. Why do you have to say zaoimer animitzasiya vizaoimer kulashali? The words vizaoimer is now extra because zaoimer implies a separate case. So we'll deal with it. Now the Gemara says again. Okay, so the case is it's one case. I show up holding a talis and I say animitzasiya vekulashali. So why do I need to say both? Listen to animitzasiya veaniyadana the kulashali. Just say animitzasiya and I'll know vekulashali. Animitzasiya means I found I found it. If I found it, it's a coolish shalis, it's posh, so why do I have to say the words? So the Gemara says, If the Mishnah had just said, I'll tell you why. Because if the person claims, without saying coolish you might think it means that he didn't pick it up first, but he saw it first. Like I found it. Finders keepers. When little kids, they don't necessarily pick up the item, but they see the item. So if it just said animitzasiya, I would think the case is one person picked it up first, the other one saw it first. Seeing is nothing. It's not a Kenyan. You have to say animitzasiya vekula shali, meaning animitzasiya vekula shali, and I picked up the entire thing. So if you only had animitzasiya, I would imply that the person didn't pick it up. He saw it first. Kula shali says no. He didn't see it first. He picked it up first as well. Okay. Now the Gemara says the word animitzasiyah could imply just seeing. The problem is, how could you say that? My mitzasiyah, you see that the word mitzasiyah, I found it, implies just seeing it first. Which, by the way, that's how people talk. You say, I found it. They usually mean that they saw it. They didn't. So the Gemara is saying, you're saying animitzasiyah can mean that you just saw it without picking it up. The Pasuk says, umitzasa, and you find it, mashma. And the Gemara Darshins, we have this in Baba Kama, the Gemara Darshins, that it reaches your hand. Umitzasa, when you find the lost object, reaches your hand. So how could you say, animitzasiyah implies just seeing? The biblical terminology of mitzasiyah implies touching, grasping. So the Gemara answers, in umitzasa de kra dasliyadeh mashma, miutanulisha baalmanokat. The answer is very simple. The Torah's terminology of mitzvah means means picking it up. But the way people talk is when you see it, you say, I found it. So therefore, if it just said, Ani I would think it means that not that he picked it up, that he saw it first. Therefore, he has to clarify what happened by saying, Kulashali. Okay, so the Gemara says a very simple question. The kula shali is the really is the is the main point because if you said animitzasiya it's still ambiguous maybe you saw it maybe you picked it up when you say kula shali that means you picked it up so just say kula shali what do you have to say animitzasiya why does the mish have to say both you say animitzasiya on its own is not is not clear you have to say kula shali so just say kula shali so the gemara says velisni kula shali animitzasiya the answer is animitzas if it just said kula shali I would not know what animitzasiya for the entire shas meaning 
Now I know that throughout Shas, when it says Ani Mitzasiyah, it means he picked it up. If it just said Kula Shali, you're right. This case in the Mishnah, I would, I would know exactly what it meant. But I wouldn't know a rule throughout Shas that Ani Mitzasiyah means I picked it up. Because if it just said Kula Shali, then yeah, in this case, I would know that the guy believes that seeing doesn't count. Ani Mitzasiyah doesn't mean seeing. It means picking it up. But if I wouldn't know about other areas, let's say you're learning Masechus Erevin and the case comes up, I wouldn't know what the halach is. If it just said Kula Shali, right, you said Ani which we said is unclear whether when people say Ani Mitzasiyah doesn't mean I picked it up, doesn't mean I found it. When they say Kula Shali, that means they picked it up. So when it says just say Kula Shali, the answer, if it just said Kula Shali, you're right, I would understand this case, but I wouldn't know throughout Shas what Ani Mitzasiyah means. Over here, it's clarifying that whenever in Shas it says it means it means he didn't just see it, he picked it up. So the Gemara says, I would say that throughout Shas, whenever the Mishnayas say, I found it, it means he saw it first. Therefore, it says it, the extra words to tell you that throughout Shas, whenever it says, it means, the Gemara is Akasha. Here's the problem. So now we're saying that the case of is really one case. So any of the words Omer. Again, if it's one case, so I show up and I say That's what it should say, but that's not what the Mishnah says. It says What after the words the extra words v'zayimer implies a separate case. The Gemara says mimas is amr tchadik katani hazav is zekatani zamer nimas asiyah zamer nimas asiyah zamer kulishali zamer kulishali. So the Gemara says, you know what? It actually is two separate cases. Amr Rav Papa v'itemer Rav Simi Barashi v'amri lo kedi. It was a certain Rav. Reisha b'mitziyah v'seifa b'mekachu memkar. The answer is it's two separate cases. Animitz asiyah is a lost object. Kulishali. Is not talking about a lost object. It's talking about purchasing. In the case, the Gemara will explain as it follows: Two people go into a store. They both want the vase. The vase is ten dollars. I'm, I'm dealing with you. I'm the store owner. I'd like to sell it to you. I'm like the other guy is being aggressive. I'd rather sell it to you. You give me the ten dollars. I'm like, okay, let me get the vase. While I'm going to get the vase, someone else is being a jerk and he throws the money at me. And I say, I don't want it. Take it. And the problem is, they both leave the store holding it. I don't remember who I sold it to and who forced the money upon me. I don't remember. So the Zaoimer Kula Shaliv is Zaoimer Kula Shaliv. They both mention, they're both maintaining that they purchased it alone. By the way, what the halach is in that case when they say Yachloku is I, the store owner, obviously have to refund half the money to both of them. I can't keep twenty dollars. But the first one, the, the person that that, did, that gave that, that gave the money and they went to the back to the, let's say to the storage area. I mean, from a practical standpoint, he should have first dibs. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the other one's a liar. Right. You see, that's actually a very interesting point. The Gemara is going to make it clear. It's going to be clear in Daf Gimel. <laughs> I know this from with their son. The, the, um, it's going to be clear in Daf Gimel. The case of a lost object, it's legitimately possible that they're both telling the truth. Because if you say, I found it, and I say, I found it, it's possible we found it at the exact same time. The case of the business, one of them is a liar. You're right. The second I took money from the first guy, it's his. The other guy is being a jerk, and he's lying. You're right. It's, it's, it's a lie. The first one, it's possible he's telling the truth. Probably not, but at least it's possible. You're right. The case of business, the guy is, the guy is stealing. One of them is stealing, and one of them is lying. Yeah. 
Now, the Gemara explains, why do I need both cases? So let me, let me explain one point, and that is the whole Indian of making them swear, as we're going to see later on, you could just split it without them making a swear. They both are claiming it, so yachloku. The reason why we make you swear is to uh, prevent people from lying, basically. Prevent people from claiming, from making false claims. People did not like to make oaths. It was, it was scary to them. Kol Nidre, so it was scary. And therefore, making people swear will prevent them from making false claims. So now we have two cases. We have the exact same case by a Mitziah and by a Mekach Memkar. Why do I need both? The answer is Utsrikha. Go to the next page. I'll tell you why I need both. It's very simple. I'll say it outside. We'll see it inside. The whole Indian that you need them to make, that you need them to swear to prevent them from making a false claim, each one has its own reason why people would or wouldn't. You see, when it comes to a lost object, I could see someone lying about a lost object because you say to yourself, it's not like he loses money anyway, right? You, you, cl- you picked up the talus, and I'm like, well, it's a pretty sweet talus. I'm just going to grab it. And I'll claim I also mitzvah So they'll make you swear. I get why they make you swear in that case because there's a legitimate concern that people will lie. Why will people lie? Because you say you rationalize it. You're saying, like, it's not like he lost money. He was finding it anyway. So okay, so he didn't find as much. He found half. Okay. But business where the guy gave money, I could say, like, that's not right. I won't do that. So there's less people, so maybe there's less of a need to make people swear. On the other side, you can make the opposite argument. By business, you bought a vase. Home Depot has other shovels. You know what I mean? You go to, you'll buy another vase. So it's like, it's not the end of the world, but the lost object, there is no other lost object. So maybe people will be more likely to lie and need shvua by Mekah Memkar, even though the guy's spending money. So the first argument was like, the guy's spending money. No one's going to rip off a guy who's spending money. On the opposite, you can make the opposite argument. Buy, buy Mekah Memkar by buying and selling. So you don't buy, buy this vase. You'll go to another studio. You'll buy another vase. There, there are many, many vases. Lost objects, you can't bank on finding another lost object. I wouldn't rip off someone. I, that's not right. So because each one has a reason why people would be dishonest, you need each one, the Chazal to tell you, you have to swear by both to prevent lying. Each one on its own, I wouldn't be able to extrapolate to the other. If the Mishnah only had the case of a lost object, I mean, I would say, Yeah, by a Mitzia, you make them swear because there's a legitimate concern that they'll lie. Why? Because he's going to rationalize himself by saying, I'll take it by a lost object because he's not losing anything. It's a lost object, so he's just not making as much. I'll lie. Azel Itzvis, I'll grab it, and I'll split it with him. So therefore, in a false claim, and therefore, in order to prevent false claims, they made you swear. But when it comes to business, the where the guy's spending money, so most people don't want to rip off someone that's actually spending money. So maybe there's less of a concern, and if the guy claims it, we don't make them swear. And if the, if the Mishnah had just had the case of I would say, over there they have to swear to prevent lying. Because over there by Mekachumemka, a person will rationalize himself. Listen, I'm paying, right? He's paying, I'm paying. We're both going to get our money back, right? The money's going to get back, right? No one's getting ripped off. So they didn't get this vase. He'll go to another store. He'll get another vase. I need it. He'll go to another store. But when it comes to lost object, luckily, there's no other store. It may not come up again. 
Maybe people won't be jerks and won't lie. Therefore, you need the Mishnah to describe both. Now, the Gemara just explains the case. I told you the case, but the Gemara wants to speak it out, which is, how, how do you have a Shaila by Mekah Just whoever gave the money, he's the owner. The answer is, one gave the money willingly, one threw the money at him, and he doesn't remember who he took the money from. He took the money from both. He just doesn't remember who took first. The Gemara says, mm-hmm. With Mecca Memkar, what's the Shaila? Just look where the money came from. Who gave you money? If only one of them paid, then that's his. The case is both gave money. He accepted payment from both. Why would he accept payment from both? One, he took the money willingly. One was forced upon him, and he didn't want to take the money, and he didn't want to sell it to that guy. So whoever gave him the money willingly, it's his. But he doesn't remember who gave it to him. Pasha doesn't remember. Okay. The Mishnah, the Mishnah says that in such a situation, we both make them swear, and then Nanas. I think our Mishnah is not like Ben Nanas. Why? Didn't Ben Nanas say, this is in Shavuos? I think it's in Shavuos also. It's in a couple of Masechlis. Okay, Benana's case is as follows. I go to a store and I tell them, I'd say, hey, I go to Wasserman's, I don't know, I go to a store and I say, hey, my employees are coming in, I want you to give them meals for the day. And I'll owe you $100. So uh, the guy, I get a call from the store owner, I paid them, I give them food, uh, like the $100, Okay. The workers say they didn't get anything. So the workers want the food. They want $100 for food. The store owner claims that he gave them the food. So he wants $100. So they both want $100 for me. One of them is lying. Because if he, if the store owner wants the money, that means he gave them the food. If they claim they didn't get the food, I shouldn't have to pay the store owner. One of them is straight up lying. So what do the Chachamim say? Let them both swear. And then and then, and then you'll pay both. Now, Chazal, by making them both swear, you know one of them is swearing lie, is lying. You're basically, not incentivizing, but you're basically saying, if you want your money, swear. And you, they both swear opposite claims, knowing full well one of them is lying. Benanis doesn't like that. Benanis says when the claims are the opposite, we're not going to make them both swear. We're just going to, you have to pay them without swearing. It's a big chiddish. Now, um, yeah, so, by the way, it's, it's such a big chiddush. But anyway, the point is, what do you see? You see the bananas ashita is we will not make swears that will basically be a lie. So over here, though, aren't you doing the same thing? I swear that I found it first. You swear that you found it first. One of us is lying. So the Gemara says, no. Amri afilu bananas. Hasam the truth is, it doesn't have to be a, a lie. In the case of the store owner, one of them is lying. But in the case of the, the found objects, as the woman Asher was pointing out before, then not everyone is lying. They both legitimately might have picked it up at the exact same time. Therefore, Benanis will be comfortable be comfortable making them... Uh, I'm sorry. Now, by, it's, now, it's interesting. By the case of the Mecca Chumemka, I think one of them one of them's gotta be lying. So maybe Benanis would have to interpret the Mishnah pay. as being one case. They both paid. Yeah, okay. I guess they both think that they paid first. Okay, maybe. No, I I think with the Mecca Chumemka, they definitely both lied. But maybe he interprets the Mishnah as being Zaymanimasiavikulashali. That there is no case of Mecca Chumemka. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Fine. Let's go right there. Now Oh, 
Oh, okay. They bring down, Rashi brings down that in the case of business, they both don't have to be lying either. Maybe the guy intended to sell both. Maybe he took the money and he intended to sell half to both. It's possible. So they both claim that they bought it. They both might be right. They both might have bought it. In the case of Benanis, though, it's impossible for both their stories to be to be correct. Okay. Let's say our mission is not like Sumchis. Now what Sumchis is referring to, Sumchis is a sugya, this we've had in Babakama, and that is, um, I'm selling you a cow. And, uh, okay, we're doing the business deal over here. You pay me, we go to the cow, and then the cow has given birth, and there's a baby next to it. The Actually, no, no, let's not do this. Let's go with, there's a couple of cases. Let's go with goring. Um, yeah. My ox gores your ox. By the time we get there, there's the ox that's damaged, and then there's a dead fetus next to it. So if my ox killed the fetus, I have to pay. If my, perhaps though, your animal gave birth to a dead fetus before, and it's just a really bad look. So basically, you claim that I owe you for the fetus. I claim that I don't owe you for the fetus. So is a machlekes what to do? So the chachamim sheet is hamaytzim mechavel averay. You got a burden of proof is on you if you want your money on the plaintiff. Sumcha says momen amuta besafik yachleiku without a shavua. So Sumchus' shita is that in such a situation they split it without a shvua. So our Mishnah is not like Sumchus, because our Mishnah makes them swear. According to Sumchus, they don't have to swear. Shaila, I say that you owe me the $100 to the fetus. You say you owe me nothing for the fetus, because the fetus is already dead. They split it without a shvua. So our Mishnah, which makes you swear, is the like of Sumchus. The Gemara is the lame, is the like of Sumchus. The Ika Sumchus, I'm removed and I'm removed and I'm removed you don't need to swear. So how come in our mission you need to swear? But mission is not like Sumchus. Here's the problem though. Who's it like? Who's the opposite of Sumchus? Who argues with Sumchus? The Rabbanon. They also don't believe in oaths. Neither Sumchus or the Rabbanon are making you swear in that case. Sumchus says just split it without swearing. The Chum say So our mission is not like Sumchus. Well, it's not like anybody because none of them hold of Shavuas in that case. The Gemara says Elamai Rabbanon Hamri the Rabbanon also say, don't, don't mention any oaths. So the Gemara says, no, that's not fair. No, it could be the Chacham. The Chacham believe, what does that mean? That means whoever's holding on to the money, the burden of proof is on the other guy. Because over there, there's one person who's holding on to it. The original owner of the fetus, that's, that, he is still holding on to it, and you want to claim money. I'm sorry, the, the, the one who has the money in his pocket, you want the money from him, you got to prove it. In this case, who's holding on to it? Both of them. So it could be the Chachamim, although they don't make you make a shvu over there, is because only one person is holding on to the money. But over here, where they're both holding on to the talis, they would make you swear. But our mission is definitely not like Sumchis. The Chachamim, it's ambiguous. Maybe yes, maybe no. They don't really address a similar case. The Sumchis' whole premise is that when there's a debate about money, you split it without an oath. Over here, you're splitting it with an oath. So our mission is not like Sumchus. So the Gemara wants to try to make it like Sumchus. The Gemara is going to have a couple of attempts. Eliyim, Amrit, Sumchus, Hashem, Ahosim, Dolitavsi, Tervayu, Cholkom, Lishua, Hachda, Tervayu, 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 If over there, they're not even holding on to the item, there's only one person who has the money, and you still make them split it without a Shavua. Over here, they're both holding on to it. They're both showing dominance. Of course they should split it without a Shavua. So how could our Mishnah be like Sumchus? So the Gemara says, "Afilu teim Sumchus ki kamer Sumchus shema v'shema avabari vari loy amar." 
Answer number one is that Sumchas only said a shita when it's Shema B'Shema, meaning over there they don't know what happened, right? I claim that the fetus died before you claim that the goring killed the fetus. None of us really know. So it says Sumchas, if you're not sure, split it. But in our case, Animitzasiyah. I'm Bari, Bari and Bari. Perhaps when it's Bari against Bari, you do make an oath. Sumchas only said a shita by Shema Vishama. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Rabbar Huna said that Sumchas said his shita even by a Bari and a Bari. So according to him, back to the original problem. How can Amisha be like Sumchas when Sumchas is shita is that you split it without an oath? So the Gemara says, you know the difference is, says the Mishnah? Our case is not comparable to Sumchas. Why? The Gemara is just sort of looking for differences, and then we're going to try to see whether those differences matter. You know the differences between our case and the case of Sumchas? The case of Sumchas, someone's losing money. you got, you got to pick a side. You see, I claim that your animal gored my, my fetus, and my fetus died, the animal fetus died, and it's $100, and I'm losing $100, you got to pay for it. You're claiming, I didn't, my animal did nothing, and I owe you nothing. Someone's losing money. There's no way out about it. So in such a case where someone's losing money, he says split it without a shavuah. In our case, is someone losing money? No. The, the Aveda, the lost object, that's just, that's found money. Like There's no one losing anything. And even in the case of the business, Mekah you're getting refunded half your money. You're not losing in money. You just might get half the vase. I give $10 for the vase, you get $10 for the vase, we split the vase, and we both get $5 back from the store owner. We're, gonna, we're not losing money. So maybe Sumchis only said his shita when there's a loss of money. The Gemara says, wait a minute, wouldn't it be the opposite? You made a good point, that our case, there's no loss of money, over there there is loss of money. Isn't it make more sense that when there's a loss of money, you should make someone swear because you're actually making someone lose? Meaning, if when there's losing money, he doesn't require an oath, he shouldn't require. You're making someone actually lose money. His money is coming out of his pocket and it's never coming back. And still, you're comfortable doing that without an oath. Then you don't need an oath when no one's losing money. Like what's easier to basket when you're dealing with someone's losing hundred dollars or someone's not, or or they're splitting a wallet that they found. You know, they're either getting hundred or I'm getting fifty. Like that's much easier to deal with because, like, what's the worst case scenario? So you're not making as much money. If Sumchus makes you swear when there's a law, makes doesn't make you swear when there's a loss of money. Kavachaymi, you shouldn't swear when there's no loss of money. So the Gemara says you made a point that there's a difference over there, loss of money. The Gemara says love kavachaymi. I said kavachaymi. In that case, where there's a for sure financial loss. And each one might have a full claim. You might owe him $100, you might owe him nothing. And because of that, there's going to be a loss, for sure. By the way, there's a loss to both. Because when you split it, they're both losing money. He's losing 50 and he's losing 50. And still, he doesn't make you swear. So In this case, where there's no even loss, they both might have picked it up. By the way, not just that there's no loss, they both might actually be telling the truth. Over there, there's a loss. Someone's not. Someone's story is not correct, and you still don't make them swear. Over here, they both might be telling the truth. They both might have picked it up at the exact same time. And there's no loss. So there's no loss, and they might both be having, their story might be accurate. Now you're going to make them swear. It doesn't make sense. The opposite. Like all chicken. 
So the answer in line with this, I feel the same Our Mishnah can work with Sumchas. Why? Normally, Sumchas Hashita is you split it without a swear. So why do you make them swear in this case? Because it's Rav Yechanan Shita, it's Rabbinic. Dam Rav Yechanan, Shvu Zu Takanis Chachami. Our mission is Shvu is a Takanis Chachamim. Shalei Kolech, Rabbechad, Hoylech, Vitaikif, Vitalisa, Shalchaveru, Vaimishalihu. Over here, because of the reasons that we said that there is no financial loss, more people would do this. They had to de incentivize. Meaning, Sumchas Shita in general, you don't make them swear. So how can you make them swear in this case? It's the opposite. They shouldn't be saying. The answer is because people would rationalize, like we said in the beginning of Ahmed Bey's, either because, oh, it's just a lost object, or he'll go to another store. People were playing games and being, and, 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 and being more Rishoyim. Therefore, Chazal had to make you swear. So it works in Zumchus. Zumchus Yashitas, we generally don't make you swear. In this case, they had to because they had to stop chaos, basically. All right, Shkayaches.